And welcome into this edition of Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network. Also being simulcast on the Florida Gator 1010XL Facebook page. Today's Gator podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center, providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in both Jacksonville and St. Augustine. That includes Riverside, Northside, the Southside, the Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. I'm the hacker, Ryan Green. Ladies and gentlemen, the man that named Gator Bites. I did. Gave us our name. Matt Hayes, National College football writer. You've been reading him for years. You can catch him now every day, noon to three on XL Primetime. Also Saturday down south, among other outlets. Matt, thank you for stepping in today, I re- man. I remember that day, by the way, because when I said Gator Bites, you went, Bites. And I said, no, no, no. B-Y-T-E-S. And it just rolled off the tongue. And it literally, like, I saw a light over your head when I said I walk in, I said, so me and Danny are doing a, a Gator podcast. I need a name. It didn't take you 10 seconds. No. You said Gator Bites. Quick, wow, man. here we are. Uh, have you received any royalties from that yet? I have not, no. Yeah, well, I'll work on that. We're only three years in. I I've actually haven't even heard, seen a, or heard a thank you, actually. Uh, no, well, thank you very much <laughs> for naming Gator Bites. I really appreciate it. All right. Um, you and I every day, uh, give each other, uh, back and forth banter, uh, with the Gators. We're going to get into Mike White. We're going to save that for the second part. You're here. You're a national college football writer. I want you to talk to Gator fans about Billy Napier. He was introduced December 5th. We're at the end of February, almost three months in to Billy Napier's tenure. He's put a staff together. He's put his first recruiting class together. You, Matt Hayes, what do you think of Billy Napier to this point in Gainesville? He's normal. And that's like the best thing I could possibly say about him. He's, I mean, after two straight coaches of, you know, my dog can play quarterback and then lo and behold, no one can play quarterback for that guy. Yeah. Um, and then another guy who, you know, did well on the field. And then it just all unfolded when his ego got the best of him. They just needed normal. They needed a dude to come in. I'm going to recruit. Our staff is going to recruit. We're going to go. We are just literally going to go balls to the wall, and we are going to recruit. We're going to get the best players here. We're going to treat them the right way, and they're going to play well for us. And that's what he's doing. And, and it, you know, he has a track record of success at um, Louisiana. You saw what he did there. It's hard to argue with that. Again, that's Louisiana. It's group of five, and it's probably the smallest conference of all the group of five. So I still say, though, You've got a guy that can recruit. He's proven he could recruit at both Clemson and, and Alabama when he was an assistant. He was offensive coordinator at Clemson. He was a, an analyst and a wide receivers coach, I believe, at Alabama. Um, he's proven he can recruit. He's proven he can relate to players. He's a former quarterback. He's a quarterback coach. He's an offensive coordinator. He will be calling the plays there. You make no mistake about that. And at the end of the day, he will have his hands on all the quarterbacks, much like Doug Peterson at the end of the day will have his hands on all the Jaguars quarterbacks. He has hired a million people. I mean, he just hired somebody else yesterday, I think a quality control running back coach. Every day they've hired somebody. It's starting to calm down a little bit, but we're in excess of a couple dozen hires. Well, heck, more than that. Probably, what, in excess of 50. Yeah, he's close to 50. Yeah, hires that Billy Napier has made. I guess my question is this. You travel all over the Southeast, really all over the country. You see how these programs operate. Why did it take Florida until 2022 to start doing what Alabama's doing, to start doing what Georgia's doing? Because Alabama and Georgia both have staffs like this, recruiting staffs, right. football staffs. Why did Florida fall behind and just now are catching up? Well, I think if you say facilities, that's that's not a bad way to put it. But it's not like they haven't tried to do the Alabama thing. 
Or it's not like they haven't tried to do what was successful. If you look at Jeremy Foley's first hire, he hired Will Muschamp, who was a coach in waiting at Texas. He was the Texas coach once Mac left. Um, and Will knew all, played in the SEC, knew all about the SEC, was, was Nick's defensive coordinator at LSU, was a terrific recruiter. So they did the right thing there. It just didn't happen. Didn't, you know, Will was a terrific recruiter. He could not figure out the quarterback spot. I get the sense so Gator fans there. want Billy Napier to be what they hoped Will Muschamp would have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. But then, right, let me, let me get through that thought real quick. So then when Muschamp doesn't work and Alabama has been so successful, I think the idea next time from Jeremy Foley was, well, let's go the Alabama route, but let's really go it. Let's get the most recent guy. You get the OC from Alabama, Jim McElwain, who had you know left and gone to Colorado State and had some success at Colorado State. But McElwain knew Saban's process, knew it all. Everything was great. Uh, he gets there. He immediately starts complaining about facilities. Uh, they knew within six months of him being there, before he coached his first game, he wasn't going to be the right fit, which is a big deal for them. Fit within the entire uh, uh, athletics department. Um, he flames out for any number of reasons. And then you go to Mullen. You think, all right, well, no, we'll get a blast from the past now with a connection to Urban Meyer, who won big. All right? So then you get Mullen in there, and Mullen starts winning big, and then his ego takes over, and that thing blows up. <laughs> so it, it's, I think, more than anything, and I think Gator fans are happy with this too, is it's just flipping normal right now. And, and you've got a guy who every time he talks, all he talks about is, look, we are in stages of programs. This is how we do things. We're recruiting. You know, we're going you know, to treat these players the right way. We're going to help them grow as young men. He says the things that you want to hear if you're a Florida fan. Now, at the end of the day, like you said, when September rolls around and Utah comes in, they got to play well. Yeah. And they got to have a quarterback. They got to have a quarterback who plays well. I don't care who it is. Um, and that's going to be what he's ultimately judged on. But as far as the first couple months of him being there in Gainesville, I mean, if you're a Florida fan, you should literally be over the moon about it. I mean, it's it's a bad comparison in that one guy was defense, one guy's offense. But the first three months of Billy Napier to me reminds me of the first three months of Will Muschamp. Gator fans loved Will Muschamp. I think Gator fans to this day still, still do, yeah. love yeah. Will Muschamp. It didn't work out. I think Florida understood Gator fans understood you had to move on, but very rarely will you see a Gator fan say a negative thing about Will Muschamp. They'll say very negative things about McIlwain, very negative things about Mullen to an extent. But I, I think the the love and appreciation they had for Muschamp is kind of transferred now a decade later onto Billy Napier. You just hope this time the on-the-field product is better. Yeah, yeah, and real quick to Muschamp, you can see why they had such a reverence for him because he was a good dude, first and foremost. Yeah a good recruiter, a good guy for the program, and he walked into a utter disaster with what Herb left him. And all you got to do is look at the Jags this past year, and you can have an, a little inkling of what Herb leaves in his trail most times. Um, so I think it's part of that. But yeah, you're looking at Billy Napier. It's something fresh. It's something new. Every time when you get a new coach, everybody says, oh, this is it. This is the guy. We feel good about him. Um, this guy's different. He's just a little different. He's not crazy going out there screaming about how they're going to beat uh, you know, Georgia in, in 320-something days. He's not talking about the last time Georgia won a national championship. Uh, he's not he's not calling Florida State that team out west. He's just coaching ball, and he's recruiting. And when you go from 70-something in recruiting when you arrive to the top 20, that shows his ability to reach people. It shows his ability to reach young people and their families. And if I'm Florida, and if if your number one thing was we need a recruiter, you should be absolutely geeked about this guy because he will recruit. He will get them in the top five of recruiting. Thank you to Southeast Orthopedic Specialist for bringing it to you.
For any orthopedic injury or concern, you can log on to se-ortho.com and you can listen for Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the good Dr. Kevin Murphy, on Thursday mornings in the 7 o'clock hour with Jeff and Dan right here on 1010XL for his weekly analysis of injuries and sports. Is this the Jack O'Brien astronaut pen, by the way? That could potentially be. I don't know. I've seen it in here many times. It is very nice. I might have to walk out with this thing. Let me ask you this. One final football-related topic. Lay of the land in the state. Even including Malzahn in Orlando. Right. You got Norvell, who's the elder statesman, which is amazing. And Norvell is the longest-tenured guy of of any of the the D1 guys in the state. Cristobal is new in Miami, Napier in Gainesville. How would you assess the lay of the land, state of Florida, with the way the coaching hires turned out? Uh, Very good at at Miami and Florida. I mean, Mario Cristobal has just – he did something very similar to what – to what Billy Napier did. Miami was down in the 50s and 60s as well. They finished actually ahead of Florida. I think they finished 12th. You look at the staff he's putting together. Um, he just added Charlie Strong, who's a fantastic recruiter. Kevin Steele's an unreal recruiter in the South for I don't know how long, for, for decades. Um, he's putting together a really nice staff. And Mario is a guy who obviously learned the quote-unquote process under Nick Saban, went out to Oregon, won two Pac-12 championships at Oregon, yeah, I mean, if I'm Miami fans, again, very, very happy with the hire. Um, suddenly, though, it does look like Mike Norvell, he's chasing right now. He's clearly, he's been chasing because he's, he was put in a bad situation at Florida State, number one. And number two, they haven't been that good the last couple of years. So he's chasing from that standpoint. But now you've got the two other big programs in the state who clearly have guys in there that know what they're doing, or at least look like. One looks like he knows what he's doing. The other one has made it a, a, an absolute... Uh, uh, what he did at Oregon is a clear track record of what he can do, winning a, a conference championship at a Power Five program. Well, so, and Malzahn's yeah. about to become Power Five again at UCF. Well, we'll see. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not so sure the Big Twelve will keep the Power Five styles, but we'll see about that. But to that point, I, I think Mike Norvell is suddenly tra- chasing a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do this year. They need a big year at Florida State, and it, by by a big year, I don't mean like twelve wins. I mean they need to show. Look. We are on the way up. We are trending. Be that eight regular season wins, nine wins if you win a bowl game, something like that. They've got to have positivity where they're playing games that matter in November. And if they're not playing a game that matters in November, that's a a tough spot to be in right now if you're Florida State, considering what Florida and Miami are doing right now. I can't believe I'm even asking this, but they haven't been to the last two years. If Florida State doesn't go to a bowl game in year three for Norvell, are people going to start talking about him? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, and it's it's unfortunate, but yes, they will. I mean, it's it's that's too good of a program, and and it's too I don't want to say easy, but it's 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 easier to recruit there with the history they have, with the you know the facilities they have, with the geographic footprint they have. You, you've got to be able to recruit and recruit well there, and he's starting to now. But again, it also comes down to what do you do on the field? What happens? And you got to find a quarterback. If you don't find a quarterback. That's going to be the downfall of every program. That was the downfall of McIlwain. That was um, eventually the downfall of Mullen this year. That's what you know made him crazy this year. You you go back to you know, obviously Muschamp. You got to be kidding me. That's he was everything they wanted in a coach. Couldn't find a quarterback. You know Will Greer gets hurt as a true freshman. He hurt his back lifting weights, and that was it. He had to redshirt, or they would have played him, and then you would have might have seen something different out of Muschamp. So it, it's. He's got to find a quarterback first and foremost, and they got to win games. And that's that's a big question right now for them. You talk about the downfall of a program, and that leads us in to college basketball. The Florida Gators. They lose to Arkansas this week. They're now 17 and 11. 
They are seven and eight in the Southeastern Conference. I think at this point, it would be um, off the off lofty goals, I guess, very lofty goals for them to make the NCAA tournament. I do not blame the Arkansas loss on Mike White. I blame the entire season on Mike White. Quite frankly, I blame the last five years on Mike White. It is very frustrating when you see a team like Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, Alabama, you name them, Auburn, even though Florida beat them, to have these blue-chip freshmen rolling in, and Florida's going out there with transfers from Boston College and Cleveland State and Louisiana Tech. Did Mike White drop the ball this year relying too much on the transfer portal? Well, I, I think the best way to look at it is I don't know that he I don't know that he dropped the ball by relying on the portal. I don't know if he had any other choice. It's not like he was landing elite high school recruits or even recruits of impact. He had to go to the portal. Well, so that would think, be another indictment of him. Of, uh, of course it is. And if again, if you are a person much like with Dan Mullen, if you're zeroed in on recruiting and you want a guy that can get you players here, um, players first, then development second, then he's probably not your guy because he has a history, at the very least, of not being that type of, and I don't want to compare him to Billy Donovan, but you could compare him to, he's not that Bruce Pearl type or even that Rick Barnes type where you're going to get those elite guys. He might get them every few years, but he's not going to consistently churn out McDonald All-Americans. Um, so he's not that guy. So you're hoping that he finds three-star guys or four-star guys having a party out there. Apparently, yeah, something's three, going on. Three or four-star guys out there. They're probably getting ready to come and talk about Mike White. Yeah. Um, um, if you wanted to be that guy and develop those guys and get lucky on a few guys, I think wasn't Al Horford like a three star? Uh, Brewer was. Brewer Al Horford was. might have been a four star. But even Billy did that. He developed some some guys that were three guy three star guys. So if that's who he is, that's who he is. And if he's going to the tournament, you know, and if that's not good enough for you going to the tournament and not getting out of the first round, which I believe Billy did five straight years after they went to the first final four. But again, I'm not I'm not comparing him to Billy Donovan. He is who he is. I agree with you. They have to recruit better. There's no doubt about that. You cannot sustain a program by year after year after year going in the transfer portal uh, and 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 getting guys. And and here's another thing too, Hack is a majority of that team's gone. Yeah. Unless unless those guys use their COVID year, I think Castleton actually has one more year he can stay, but he's not going to stay. No. Um. I, I don't I don't see how many of those guys that were transfers that are going to stay. McKissick. I, I those guys aren't going to stay. Well, why is there such a line in the sand? I mean, even at our radio station, there is a line in the sand. Some hosts are very pro-Mike White, and if you say anything negative, you're crazy. I'm on the side, whereas I'm not expecting to be Billy Donovan. What I expect him to be is above an average to middle-tier SEC basketball coach. It's as if there's no gray area. You're either pro-Mike White or anti-Mike White, and there's no one in the middle. You just said you expect him to be an average to above average? No, I, I expect him to, okay, I expect him to be better than an average SEC coach. Does that mean I want him to be Billy Donovan? No, I don't expect him to be Billy Donovan. But what I do want is for him to be better than rank 7 through 10 in the Southeastern Conference. All right, so so I can tell you this. If, if you're looking for a guy that's going to be a recruiter, I mean, you're going to have to go get a younger guy. How old is he? He's 45? 44, 45, I yeah. I mean, you might need a younger guy, or you might need to go, you know, you might need to go to, you know, Sean Miller, who was at Arizona and could recruit as good as anyone, got into, you know, some issues with the FBI probe. With DeAndre Ayton. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, he's available. 
He's a recruiter. His his brother, I think Archie's available, isn't he? Is Archie coaching anywhere? Archie Miller? No, not since he left Indiana. I don't believe right. so. So, I mean, it's you you hate to say this, but if you want to jump into that water where there's some murky water there and there's some jump in with the likes of Bruce Pearl potential and, issues there. Yeah, jump in with the likes of the LSU coaching staff. Then that's what you do. And you know, I, I don't know that I don't know that that's what Scott Strickland um and the president there of Fox want to do. But if 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 and this is if they are at that point, they being the administration of Florida, where where one win in the tournament now it is not good enough, then you make a move. I don't think they're going to make a move. And I've said this many times on our show, Hack. They love him over there. They love Mike White. He is everything they want out of a head coach. He's personable. He gets along with everyone. He works hard. He's a nice guy. Um, and I know you hear someone say that, and they say, "I don't want a nice guy. I want a guy that's going to be an animal out there, and he's he's going to recruit. He's going to win games." And you know. I, I don't I don't disagree with that thought. There's definitely Nick Saban is you know I like Nick, but a lot of people think he's not a nice guy. He wins a lot. So, but at the other end of the spectrum, Dab was a great guy. Dab wins a lot. Dab was Sweeney. So, I mean, it all depends on the feel, and they feel their feeling is he's a good dude and he fits perfectly within their athletic department. It's like Dan Mullen did not fit. Um, Jim McElwain did not fit. Will Muschamp fit perfectly within their athletic department. Just didn't win. That's why it was so hard for Jeremy Foley to fire him. You remember that press conference? I mean, they had a press conference where every the president, the athletic director, and the head coach were all there when the head coach was getting fired. Yeah. Think about that. So that's kind of what Mike White is. He's kind of their Will Muschamp, um, but he's also going to the tournament every year. And it's he's the only coach in the SEC who has a win in the last four NCAA tournaments, which is crazy to think of, but it's true. Yeah. It will not be in a couple weeks. And let, I mean, unless, but for the here and upset, now, it is. Unless they upset Kentucky, it will not be. Um, and, and I guess that's my point. You know, when I talk to like Hicken on all things Gators, I love to promote the other Gator podcast, and of course on the drill, uh, Frangie is like this to an extent as well on his show here on Ten Ten XL. But the, wait, I mean, they're Gator fans. They're Gator homers. Well, right. I mean, you are too, but you're more of a Gator. You're a Gator homer, but you like want change quick. But you're, I, I think you're a there, younger dude. I think there's an age gap. I've always said football wise. 40 and younger, your biggest rival's Florida State. 40 and older, the biggest rival's Georgia. Right, I, I was not alive for Lindsey Scott. I was alive for Warwick Dunn. I agree. I was alive for the choked doke. I was alive for the fifth quarter and the French quarter. So Florida State caused me a lot more pain than Georgia did. Georgia caused guys like, you know, Frangie and Hicken and me. got you a lot more pain. I think the Mike White thing is very similar. You remember what life was like before Billy Donovan, heck, before Lon Kruger. Guys like me, Billy Donovan took the job in Gainesville when I was 12. Right. I vaguely remember the 94 team with DeClerc and Dimitri Hill, Craig Brown. I mean, that's when I really started getting into it. But I don't remember a lot of Lon Kruger before that. I basically remember Billy Donovan and when he started. So when guys like, you know, Hick and Frangie, you to an extent, say, well, you're never going to find another Billy Donovan. Well, doesn't that mean you shouldn't at least look for one? I mean, there's certainly an argument that can be made for that. But I, I think you have to at least listen to guys that have seen it. Like, hack, when I was in school, just terrible in football. Terrible. The only good thing was Emmett Smith. So there's that. And then there's the basketball team that got— How can got, you say that about Donald Douglas? The, the basketball team got good, yeah. right? And and for a year, you know, they were they were SEC champs. They were they were the thing, man. Livingston Chapman, Chintis, and Moan, and— I mean, they were in Clifford Lett. They were awesome, man. Um, I don't think Moen played on that team. 
But they were really, really good, man. So I think that's the way Hicken and Frangie and Josie think of basketball. And then when Kruger came, it was a, oh, my God, they got to the Final Four. How cool is that? Yeah. And then it fell off. And then Billy Donovan got there. And within three years, they were in the Final Four. And it was like, my God, how cool is that? And then five years of going out in the first round, and that's where the turn starts to come, okay? Because Hicken, Frangie, Josie, in those five years, they're like, all right, we'll keep moving. He's, he's done a great job. The new fan, after five straight years, they were rumbling. There were people that wanted to fire him. There were. If, there were, if that was right now, they'd be screaming about him, about Billy Donovan, just like they are with Mike White. Then Billy goes out and wins back-to-back national championships. I'm not saying Mike White's going to do that. All I'm saying is I think it's different now. There's a different environment now, and social media has everything on edge every day, every hour of every day. I just look at a Billy Donovan coach team, compare that to a Mike White coach team. It's Groundhog Day. When they play on Saturday, when they finish against Kentucky, when they play Vanderbilt and Georgia here, they will go five or six minutes at some point in that game without scoring. It happens every game. Well, they don't have dudes. Right. Billy Donovan had dudes. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Right. No, I agree with Billy you. Billy Donovan got guys. Mike White's not getting guys. And I'm guys. not disagreeing. That's what I'm saying. If you want a guy that's going to go out and get dudes and and try and piece them together and and coach them to to elite, which is what Billy did beyond the back-to-back national titles. I mean, they went to the Final Four. How many times? Four or five times? Yeah, I mean, you, and you're right about Billy Donovan getting out in the first round, but you saw in 2000 what he could do. Brett Nelson. Donnell Harvey, Mike Miller, Matt Bonner, Udonis Haslam, all these guys. Who's Mike White's best five that he's brought in? The best five guys yeah, that I Mike White's I, brought I, I in. I couldn't tell you. Right, I mean, Chris Chioza. Nothing wrong with Chris Chioza. I mean, is he your point guard? Is um, was that, Chioza he, was, was a Billy, Chioza Chioza was a Billy recruit. Chioza was Billy recruit. Oh, was he Billy? Okay. Yeah, well, he was oh, part wow. of the transition. Yeah. All right, so then give me – that would be a very interesting exercise. In seven sure I want to do that years exercise. of Mike White basketball, <laughs> this is something we're going to do on the air. I like this. I'm not sure I want to do in this. In seven years of Mike White basketball, give me the best starting five you can make. I mean, it's yeah, uh, Trey Mann. Castleton and Mann are the well, obvious two. Castleton Mann. Trey Mann's his best, probably his best player he's at. Keontae Johnson. Um, Scotty Lewis wouldn't be on there. No, and he's no, the highest that, recruit Mike White's ever had. Lewis would definitely not be on there. Yeah, Trey Mann is... By the end of his second year, he might have been the best player in the league. Right, but, but when you Trey, win- but Trey Mann, Keontae Johnson, and Castleton—that's pretty—that's pretty good. Those three. Uh, it's nowhere near what Billy yeah, Donovan. No, of, of course not. Of course nowhere not. near. No, uh, I'm, I'm, just saying, even, I'm just saying that's pretty good. I, but I'm not is, even talking the about. The problem is, it's nowhere near anyone else in the SEC either. Yeah, that's but here's the, the thing: you, Trey Mann, Keontae Johnson, Colin Castleton. Take Haslam, Brewer, or Haslam. Sorry, take Horford, Noah, and Brewer out of the equation. Go the 2000 Gators. Haslam, Bonner. Harvey, Nelson. Yeah, I mean, the two Gators would, would just crush would any team. Crush the Mike, the best right. Mike White team. I agree. And that's not even Billy's best team. His best team came six years later with Green and Brewer and Horford and Noah. That's why the, the whole could he be Billy Donovan thing just kind of ruffles me. We got to go. Uh, we got to get ready for our show, which is uh, 30 minutes here on 1010XL. Bottom line Does Florida make the tournament, in your opinion, this year? You got to be Kentucky. They beat Kentucky, they're in. I think if you beat Vandy in Georgia, you lose to in. Kentucky. They're not getting in. You win one in the conference tournament. Nope. That puts them at twenty. I mean, unless they go in the conference tournament and win one and then beat Tennessee or Kentucky yeah. in the tournament, then it then it could happen. But you know what Mike White's going to do? You know what he's going to do? They're going to go out there and they're going to beat Kentucky. 
It's what he does, man. And I, you know what? If they do, I can't wait to see you on. It'll be media. something. It'll be something. This was uh, this was civil. I enjoyed this conversation. We're always civil. I don't understand why everybody gets on the text line during our show and says, "Why do you guys hate each other?" We don't hate each other. He's my brother, man. There could be a this is ten ten XL commercial in the future regarding myself and Matt Hayes. Seriously, man, appreciate you coming no, on today. No problem. That is Matt Hayes. You get him noon to three on XL Prime Time. You can read his stuff. At Saturday Down South. I'm the hacker Ryan Green. Thank you to Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center for providing you Gator Bites on a weekly basis. We'll be back next week. Will Florida still be on the NCAA bubble? We'll talk to you then. 1010XL.com and the Florida Gator 1010XL Facebook page.